Well, good morning and welcome everybody to our service for this Sunday, the 21st of February, which is the first Sunday of Lent. Uh, we begin our service with some music played by Henrietta. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart God will not despise. So let us come to the Lord, who is full of compassion, and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. 
pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for the First Sunday of Lent Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, fasted forty days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin, give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit, and as you know our weakness, so may we know your power to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from Genesis chapter 9. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth, God said. This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of the flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all the flesh that is on the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is taken from the first letter of Peter, chapter 3. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight, people were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities and powers made subject to him. This is the word of the Lord.
of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Our gospel is taken from Mark chapter 1 beginning at the ninth verse. Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here is a perfect example of Mark in a hurry. Jesus appears, is baptised, driven into the wilderness, tempted, and is back proclaiming the kingdom of God almost without drawing breath. We read, and was baptised by John, and just as he was coming up, and the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness, and as well, now after John was arrested. It is as if Mark cannot wait to get to the miracles. The story is brimming inside of him. He cannot hold it in. In fact, he doesn't. For the very first words of Mark's Gospel are, In the beginning, the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. For a long time, this Gospel was thought to be less authoritative than especially the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew, after all, was accepted to be one of Jesus' apostles, while Mark was not. Here is one of the ancients, Papias, the Bishop of Hierapolis, a city then in modern-day Turkey, writing on this subject in AD 140. Mark, indeed, who became the first interpreter of Peter, wrote accurately, as far as he remembered them, the things said or done by the Lord, but not, however, in order. For he, Mark, had neither heard the Lord, nor had he been his personal follower. It was not until the late 19th and early 20th centuries that, led by German theologians, who had been examining the interrelations between texts, that it became generally accepted that Marx was the first gospel and that Matthew and Luke had relied heavily on this account. Incidentally, this is why our Bibles present the gospels in the order they are, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, because Matthew was thought not only to be the most important, 
about the first of them to be written. So this most enthusiastic of evangelists, as we heard from Papias, is someone we know very little about. He is mentioned in the book of Acts and some of Paul's letters, but always only in passing. Nonetheless, he absorbed Peter's teaching and the preaching and was fired up to tell the world what he had heard and what he fervently believed. There's something here for all of us. This gospel is short, easy to read, focused from the very beginning on who Jesus is. And this idea, of course, is repeated at the end when the centurion says, Truly this man was God's son. The enthusiasm that Mark has, and more importantly the enthusiasm that Mark conveys, is a lesson. We, like him, did not hear the Lord directly, have not had the inestimable privilege of being his personal follower in the sense that Papias intends it. But we have had the benefit of 2,000 years of preaching and teaching, not as intimate as Mark's from Peter, but distilled, refined, pondered, debated, agreed, codified and written down from Augustine to Maltman, from Aquinas to Williams. All of which is very fine, but for me, at any rate, None of this will touch the first chapter of Mark. I want to be bowled over again by the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to try and find a way of telling people about that bubbling over of belief, of faith, of knowing. And this is something, please, that we should all be striving to convey to those we know. Amen. We affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world and let us thank God for his goodness to us. 
Lord in heaven, we pray for your church in the world, giving thanks for the innovations that have allowed the church to keep in touch with your people. But we keep in our thoughts those without modern devices, remembering always that we are all members of your flock. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, as we bring your world to you, we remember all those places, large and small, where wars rage alongside the evils of disease and famine. Help us to control what we can, to beat our swords into plowshares and vaccinations, and stop strife between the peoples. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, in our country, as we plan our near-term response to COVID-19, we pray that it may favour the poor, the vulnerable, the young, and the weakest among us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our own villages, we pray for those struggling with the high waters, with loneliness, and with loss. Strengthen the bonds of our communities, that together we may calm anxieties and meet individual needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, who came to heal in mind, body and spirit, now in a moment of quiet we bring to you those we know who may be suffering in any way. In these parishes we pray particularly for Jill Smith and also for John Crombie. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We cherish the memory of those we have lost. We thank you for giving them to us. We pray for your comfort for all who have recently lost loved ones, including in our prayers the families of Jean Briars, Kathy Rout, Peter Howard, and Joy Bingham. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, who is tempted in all things as we are, have mercy on our frailty. Out of weakness give us strength. Support us in times of temptation and embolden us in times of danger. O Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. And we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May Christ give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, to take up your cross and follow him. 
and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you.